Pro fans all over the world, we welcome you to the Pro Fan Arena where prolific sports fandom, a desire for wisdom in life and work, for the purpose of glorifying God through our gifts and talents, all rumble together. Thank you for joining us. Now introducing your starting lineup. Standing five feet nine from the University of Take Responsibility, playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs! Welcome into the snowy Pro Fan League arena. Today we have a playoff football atmosphere on the podcast. I'm sure if you live in America, many of us are looking at white snow out the window. My name is Brad Gibbs, the founder of Pro Fan League. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive. He has conquered sin and death, and that makes this a great day. Now, lace up your Timberland pros, and let's talk sports. We are coming off a playoff football weekend where snow wreaked some havoc on the schedule. It was an enjoyable time. We'll get to it. But first, I would like to tell a story. A number of years ago, we were moving into the house I currently live in. It's a little less than 10 years ago, I believe. And on that day, a number of people very graciously helped us with the move. Uh, nearly 20 people. And I remember vividly about halfway through that day, looking around and being grateful to God for all the people that showed up and standing in awe of the array of skill sets that had assembled to help my wife and I and our kids move into our new house. And I remember briefly thinking, I could get anything accomplished with the group of people that have assembled here today. Truly, the the dynamic ability that I saw, um, a part of my memory is there are lots of windows in our house and we had a lot of blinds to hang. Two people in particular, three people in particular, just said, we're going to take care of that. And they got the drills out, and they crushed hanging blinds. People with the ability to carry heavy things, people putting beds together, people cleaning, people bringing food. I remember some people blessed us with hospitality and brought food for us. And it was this team effort. And at the end of that day... My wife and I were established in a great place in our new home. All these people so kind to come and take time out of their Saturday. And I saw the power of a team. I saw the power of people contributing their gifts and abilities for the good of someone else. And it made a difference. Made a difference in my wife and I's life. Why do I start with this story today? Well... The theme of today's show is the Lancaster Thunder, a team for the people. 
I would like to introduce to you the idea of the Lancaster Thunder. This past Friday, I talked about Big Mo. Big Mo is the logo for the Lancaster Thunder. And this is a team that I have created and am bringing into reality. But truly, the Lancaster Thunder are a team for the people. When we look at valuations of professional sports teams, billions and billions of dollars, that's a very difficult franchise ownership to obtain. takes a lot to to get there. Uh, There can be a great separation, I think, between the owners in the NFL and the fans who fill the seats. The Lancaster Thunder, the idea of the Lancaster Thunder, is a team... That is accessible to the people. And quite honestly, people are going to say, who plays for the Lancaster Thunder? And this is the beauty of it. You do. You play for the Lancaster Thunder. You're part of the team of the Lancaster Thunder. If you listen to this show, if you uh, engage with it, you're part of the Lancaster Thunder. Why is it the Lancaster Thunder? Well, this show comes to you from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, each and every week, and I'm excited about that. Lancaster County, Pennsylvania has been home to me for the majority of my life, and I'm thrilled to represent the 717 to you. The Lancaster Thunder is going to increasingly be involved in the podcast as I talk about players and moves. But the Lancaster Thunder, when we do our monthly business spotlights, those folks will also be presented to you by the Lancaster Thunder. They're part of this team called the Lancaster Thunder. If down the road you let us have the privilege of helping you define your big whys, you're part of the Lancaster Thunder. One day, there'll be opportunity to purchase team apparel for the Lancaster Thunder. And my big idea, something that I think would be amazing, is starting to see Lancaster Thunder and pro fan gear showing up at sporting events. This is a long-term vision, but when you hear about the Lancaster Thunder, I desire that you consider yourself part of the team. That's what it was created for. Now, one day there will continue to be maturation and growth of Pro Fan League, God willing, and some different uh, avenues that Lancaster Thunder will also take and, and mature into. But for now... In these early days, know that when I think of the Lancaster Thunder, I think of all of you. Just like I think of uh, the dynamic people that helped me move into my house so many years ago. When I think of the Lancaster Thunder, I think of the dynamic group of people that listen to this show and are out there doing work every day in so many capacities. And it makes me excited. So... I invite you to join the Lancaster Thunder. I invite you to view yourself as part of the Lancaster Thunder team.
If you listen to this show, I invite you to talk about the Lancaster Thunder to other folks. And uh, this is a team for the people. This is not just about me. I truly hope and pray that Pro Fan League can be helpful to people. That this can be a fun idea. Big Mo is our mascot. So, he's a big old hippo. He's there on the ProFanLeague.com website. I'm going to have uh, his picture up on Twitter and Facebook this week as well if you're on social media. Big Mo is a big old hippo. I chose a hippo as the mascot and logo of the Lancaster Thunder and Pro Fan League because if you look at a hippo sideways when its mouth is opened, I think it looks like a sports fan. A hippo can open its mouth to 150 degrees and when a hippo and a group of hippos are communicating, their decibel level can reach 115 decibels, which is just a little bit quieter than a rock concert, and right around the volume that was in the Detroit Lions Stadium at Ford Field on Sunday night at the football game. When a group of hippos gets moving, they're nearly impossible to stop. They're social creatures. They fit with our identity, uh, some of the uh, core ethics of Pro Fan League. Alone we die. Hippos are rarely found alone. They recognize that they need community, and they live in community. So, meet Big Mo. If you haven't seen him, check out ProFanLeague.com. While you're there, read some Swinging a Torch blogs. If you haven't read our championship, How to Win Championship series, there's two there. Uh, Hopefully somewhere in the next month, I'll write the third portion of that. But, this is Lancaster Thunder, a team... For the people, and I truly hope that as time goes by, when friends, family, coworkers see you in that Lancaster Thunder gear, think about Pro Fan League employers. If they're looking for somebody to hire into their company and they hear that they're affiliated with Pro Fan League and the Lancaster Thunder, they are going to say, man, those are the kind of people that we want on our team. Lancaster Thunder is a team for the people, full of people that you want on your team. How about that? Lancaster Thunder are a team, is a team for the people, full of people you want on your team. That's the vision. So, I'm excited to see this unfold. I'm really excited to share that with you today. I also... Wanted to connect some dots for us in the world of the big Y, micro missions, and macro missions. I want to kind of bring this whole idea together in a succinct statement so you can understand what's going on. So over the course of the shows, this is show, I believe, number 26. So you've heard me talk about big Ys. This past Friday, we talked about micro missions and macro missions. Let me try to paint a complete picture for you about micro and macro and the big why and how they all connect. So, if one day you would decide to work with Pro Fan League and myself to help you define vision 
in various categories of your life or just one category, whatever it would look like, one of the things that we would try to accomplish is to create a big why macro micro vision statement. And it would sound something like this. Uh, This past Friday, I used an example of being at home with my kids for dinner and my wife and tucking them in. So this is what that statement looks like and sounds like. I want to give you some categories for yourself as to what we're trying to accomplish. So here it goes. My big why is I want to be engaged and spend intentional time with my wife and kids so that they are sure of my love for them and I am fulfilling my biblical roles as a father and husband. My macro mission to accomplish that big why is I would like to be present for as many bedtimes and dinners as I can before my kids turn 18. My micro mission, obtain a job that allows me to be home for dinner and bedtime in the evenings. See how those all kind of intertwine together. So I have my big why. That turns into a macro mission, which is then supported by a micro mission. And then when I consider other opportunities, I run those opportunities back through these three grids. And if it fits, we do it. And if it doesn't, we don't. That's how big whys, macro missions, and micro missions can help to clarify decision-making process. Now, again, let's not minimize some basics. The Bible tells us to pray, to seek the Lord. The Bible tells us to go about our days. If God wills it, I will do this. It's important. The Bible also talks about taking our identity in Jesus Christ, not in our personal goals, not in our micro missions and our macro missions. So we want to have a posture of wisdom and faith that our days have been set before us inside God's plans for his glory. Only he knows how to accomplish his glory. But inside of that framework, it is his good pleasure to use our lives to make an impact on this world. And that is all grace. That's all grace from the Lord. Praise God that we have a loving father. Praise the Lord for an amazing savior in Jesus Christ. And that when we call upon the name of the Lord and repent of our sin and cry out to Christ for help, the Holy Spirit enters the believer of Jesus Christ and gives us strength for each day, understanding of God's word, And helps guide us to where the Lord has planned for us to go. So, I wanted to talk about Lancaster Thunder. A team for the people. Full of people you want on your team. Big whys. I wanted to bring a summary to big why, macro mission, micro mission. You're going to hear more of that. But I hope that really congeals into the idea of what I'm talking about. When you hear me say big whys micro-missions and macro-missions. I hope you have fun shoveling snow today. If you have some kids, jump in the snow. If you don't have kids, maybe you should go jump in some snow. 
When was the last time you made a snow angel? Well, it's fun watching playoff football in the snow, and it's fun getting snowed in when you're watching playoff football. That's a good time. Yesterday, there was a lot of people digging out the Buffalo Bills Stadium for a little playoff football. As far as football goes, let's start the recap with the Green Bay Packers versus the Dallas Cowboys. Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers dominated the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. In his career, he has played the Dallas Cowboys as a member of the Packers four times. Listen to these stats from Aaron Jones, running back for the Green Bay Packers. October 8th, 2017, his first game in Dallas. He carries... 19 times for 125 yards and one touchdown. His second appearance against the Dallas Cowboys with the Green Bay Packers, October 6, 2019, he goes for 19 carries, 107 yards, and four touchdowns. Third appearance, November 13, 2022, against the Dallas Cowboys, 24 carries, 138 yards, one touchdown. And this past weekend, January 14th, 2024, 21 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns. I'm sure that performances like that against the Cowboys, especially in Texas, mean a lot to Aaron Jones and some of his maybe macro missions. He was a Texas boy. Uh, grew up in Texas. And anytime he gets to play the Cowboys, it's a special time. Uh, his father was a Cowboys fan. He grew up in El Paso. So it's like a homecoming. And boy, does he like to lace him up against Jerry Jones and the star. Do you all see Jerry Jones sitting in his booth, looking lost, turning around, looking at all his people? Do you think it's gotten bad enough in Dallas yet? That Jerry Jones is willing to fire himself and his kids as the front office people in Dallas? As a person who does not root for the Dallas Cowboys, I hope it hasn't. Because I think as long as Jerry Jones is running the front office, they're probably not going to win a Super Bowl. I know he wants it. He wants it so bad. Uh, A dedicated listener of this show, who we've heard from before... Dustin from Columbus sent me this awesome text during the Cowboys-Packers game. He saw it from the Twitter handle Shooter McGavin. And it said this. Worst half of football for the Cowboys since they blew a 28-point lead to the Little Giants in 94. (laughs) That is so classic. Such a clutch text. Thank you, Dustin. I'm still grateful for that text, even two days later. This is two days later. It's Tuesday. Yes. What happens in Dallas now? Well, remains to be seen. Radio silence from Dallas right now. Dak Prescott, he can play quarterback, just not in the playoffs so far. I mean, he threw for 400 yards. It was just... 400 
inconsequential yards. Kind of like the uh, solo home run down 15 in a, in a baseball game. Oh, crushed that ball. Crushed it. Well, no one was on base. Down 15, bottom of the eighth inning. Yep. It'll go in the stat column, but it didn't impact the game. And uh, the Cowboys are sitting on their couch. All the numbers, all the momentum, gone. Chaff to the wind. Jerry Jones spinning around in his chair, looking looking around the box. Who, who can go down there? Where's my helmet? I'll go save. I'll go play quarterback. Jerry Jones wants to play quarterback. Last night in Tampa, the Eagles ran the ball 15 times. They allowed a field goal on the opening drive, and then they got the ball. I'm sure if you listen to this show, you might remember how I talked about them running the football and how that was the key to the game. Well, the first two plays that they ran, DeAndre Swift ran for nine yards to open it, and then he ran for two yards and got a first down. I said, oh, okay, they're going to run a football. And then immediately after that, they came out in an empty backfield, five wide receiver shotgun set. And I said to myself, this is not going to go well for them. And uh, they proceeded to throw the ball three times, gained like three yards, and punted, and went down 10 nothing. Nick Sariani in the post-game press conference, when asked about why they're not running the ball, said they just can't get flow and the stat sheet's not telling the story. Well, I understand what he's saying, and I also understand he doesn't care about Monday morning quarterbacks. But perhaps the reason there's no flow is because when you gain 11 yards on your first two running plays, and then on the third play, and the fourth play, and the fifth play, you abandon the run completely, and then you get the ball back, and you don't run a single running play. You have completely jumped off the ship known as the USS run the ball. So there's no flow. They want to be a passing team. That's fine. I think it's clear that the Eagles are best as a running football team. Their season's over. They're sitting at home with the Cowboys and the Giants and the football team from Washington, D.C. and a lot of the NFL. Did you... See that atmosphere in Detroit on Sunday night? The pregame atmosphere was particularly compelling. So, when somebody makes a, a big play or it's an amazing atmosphere, in the spirit of the Lancaster Thunder and Hippos running, we're going to call that a mo-quake moment. Now, every moment that happens that's cool in sports will not be a mo-quake moment. Mo-quake moments are going to be reserved for the coolest, impactful, I wish I would have been there in person sort of scenes. 
And that pregame energy in Detroit is a good example of a Mo Quake moment. They had the stadium lit in blue, the drones, all the people had the blue blinking wrist bands on. And they were ready for some football, and the Detroit Lions gave them some football. First playoff win in 30 years. I was watching a little bit of the Barry Sanders documentary here and there over the weekend. Man, Barry Sanders was so good. And those are the the glory days for many Detroit Lions fans. His ability to bob and weave and juke and make space out of no space. They couldn't tackle him in a phone booth. Well... Sunday night, the Lions gave Detroit fans some present memories. And that team looks ready. Looks ready to make a run. They are not going to be an easy out. I'm sure when people look back at the Detroit Lions, because uh, I think they're going to be good for a few years here. They seem to be set up to be good for a few years. I view the turning point in the Detroit Lions franchise like the first stake they put in the ground when they drafted Penny Sewell out of Oregon to play right tackle a number of years ago. Dan Campbell talked about biting kneecaps when he was hired in Detroit. He has a very strong personality. He's very clear with his vision and where he wants to go. He's old school. He's got an old school mentality. And in order for him to pull that off culturally, he needs players on the team that also have that mentality. And he's got them. Penny Sewell, Amon Ross St. Brown, David Montgomery, Aiden Hutchinson. These are people that it's clear that they love football. They're willing to put in the work. They want to be great. And... As the leaders in his locker room, they support his vision. Which is what gives the team steam. It gives the team steam. Congratulations to the Detroit Lions. I look forward to seeing them again this weekend in Detroit. I wonder if there'll be snow for the Bills Chiefs this coming weekend. That Chiefs game looked cold cold the Bill Steelers game looked cold classic playoff football weather the Bills handled the Steelers pretty pretty quickly yesterday Steelers put up a fight there into the third quarter it's unfortunate TJ Watt couldn't play in that game Mike Tomlin left his post-game press conference abruptly when asked about his future and you know what I don't begrudge him too much for that. Mike Tomlin has won a Super Bowl. He's never had a losing season. I touched on this a little bit. I just think Mike Tomlin doesn't feel appreciated in Pittsburgh by the fans or the media. And uh, he might be kind of fed up with it. Or he's just so secure in his job and in his own mind that uh, he's on to next season. And there's nothing to talk about. So we'll see what happens with Mike Tomlin. Uh, what a what an off season we're having here 
of new coaches moving, um, iconic coaches leaving. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I'll talk more about playoff football on Friday. A quick spin around the world of sports. On Sunday night, Damian Lillard splashed a walk-off three-point game winner against the Sacramento Kings in overtime. 5.2 seconds left. He's the inbounder. He inbounds to Brooke Lopez. And what I thought was interesting was on this three-point walk-off winner, he was nearly uncontested to his spot, just south of the logo. He elevates. He splashes. Game winner. Tap the wrist. Dame time. It's Dame time. Dame time. Game time. Game set match. Bucks win. They were down two. He hits the three-point winner. Fantastic highlight. How was he not guarded? If you watch the highlight, he's nearly uncontested to his spot. Now, they had a double team on Giannis, so I get that. But in that situation, the chances of Dame Lillard getting the three off versus Giannis getting the three off. I think Damian Lillard's the most dangerous guy on the floor there. But you know what they say in basketball on an inbound play? The most dangerous player is the inbounder. And it rang true against Sacramento. And they walked it off. In NHL news, the NHL has collaborated with Justin Bieber to make their all-star uniforms this year. They were just released. All the promos are coming out about the all-star uniforms. Justin Bieber mixing it up with the hockey folks. I didn't know he was a great uh, hockey fan. Or maybe... He just saw this as an excellent marketing opportunity. I guess he is Canadian. So it makes sense. Do all Canadians love hockey? The Edmonton Oilers are on a 10-game win streak. They had an abysmal start to the season. Having a lot of trouble winning games. But uh, looks like Connor McDavid and his friends starting to find the magic. And Nikita Kucherov of the Tampa Bay Lightning... Currently leads the NHL in total points. Austin Matthews leads the NHL in goals. And hockey season has almost reached its all-star festivities here in early April, a couple weeks away. The NBA festivities shortly after that. We'll talk about those as it comes closer. Another idea, a couple closing thoughts for you. Uh, Another idea I'd like for you to consider. So, I am looking to start something new on ProFanLeague.com and on uh, Twitter. I've created a Twitter handle, or I will be creating a Twitter handle called Hashtag ProFanView. Hashtag ProFanView. P-R-O-F-A-N-V-I-E-N. W. So, if you are at a sporting event this year, or at a Hall of Fame, anything to do like that, 
you had a pro sporting event, minor league sporting event, you're visiting the Hall of Fame. If you would be so kind as to share that a picture of your view with hashtag profanview, it would be awesome. Or email a picture of your view to me at Gibbs, G-I-B-B-S, at profanleague.com. And I'm going to get it on the website. I'm going to start this hashtag. And I would love to start seeing where all the people who are part of Lancaster Thunder, part of the Pro Fan League listening community, are watching sports. So if you're at a bowl game, you're at a baseball game, you're at a hockey game, you're at a soccer game, take the picture, hashtag it with ProFanView, or email it to me at gibbs at profanleague.com and I will get it up on our website and you can start to see where our community is at. I would be grateful for your support in this. I think it could be really cool. I'm going to categorize it by years. On the website, if you send the emails to me and uh, on Twitter, obviously the hashtag will collect all the pictures and kind of categorize them itself. You might often hear me say that uh, the world sometimes seems very dark. And that's true. But I believe that Jesus has conquered death and overcome that darkness. And something that I thought was really interesting that I wanted to share with you today as we start to wrap this show up is Podbean who I distribute this show through, they're my podcast distributor, sent me an email recently of the top 10 podcasts of 2023. The top 10 most listened to podcasts of 2023. Number one on that list was the Bible recap. Number two on that list were Timothy Keller sermons, which I thought was very interesting. Jesus Christ has conquered sin and death. He is winning. He is not living in fear today. If you believe in Jesus, I would encourage you not to live in fear today either. I thought that was really cool. How many people have been listening to the Bible this year? How many people have been listening to Timothy Keller sermons? I'm cheering for you. I hope that you have an amazing week. Enjoy the snow. Go make plays. We are not just fans. God willing, talk to you on Friday.